ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of the I'm Just Being Honest podcast. Because being honest and just letting your opinion fly out there is the best way to be, at least in my opinion, if I'm just being honest. But you know, I think it's important to start out with something, a cool topic that kind of relates to where we're at in this this time of the calendar year. We just finished up the Super Bowl on Sunday where we saw TB12, Tom Brady, capture his seventh Super Bowl title. And if you are also keeping up with sports, you know that this Sunday marks the uh, beginning of the NASCAR season, Daytona 500. Uh, if you're a professional wrestling fan, you also know that this is WrestleMania season. So I felt like it was appropriate to kind of launch this podcast kind of centering around where we're at, which is sports and it being a big time in sports. You know, NBA season's getting really hot right now as well. So the first uh, topic that I want to dive straight into is the idea of, you know, can sports become an idol? And I'm primarily looking at this from the perspective of a fan, so I'm not looking at this from the perspective of an athlete. This is more about fan perspective. Can we as fans get so hooked into a, a, an athlete or a sport that we almost make it more of a focus or more of a priority than we do to to God and our relationship with Christ. You know, can can we really do that? I mean, it's just sports, right? I mean, how does that really happen? Can we really do that? Um but if I'm just being honest, the answer to that question is yes, and now I'm going to explain why it's a yes. And I think, you know, one of the you know, you, you have to look at the both the Old and the New Testament. I think it's important to get perspectives on both ends. And I think both ends stay pretty consistent when it comes to idols. And so, like, for example, if you look at Exodus 20, starting with uh, verse 2, it says, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. So, you know, what we kind of get from right there is that, you know, when it comes to people who are in relationship with God, we're not to be worshiping other things. And in this case... In the Old Testament, you know, the thing that was more of a common thing to worship would be like an idol or an image that you would, you know, bow down to and make sacrifices to and and worship. But then kind of, you know, whenever we transition into the New Testament and we look at Jesus' life, Jesus kind of really puts it in a way that kind of helps us know how to apply it today because you know, you could look at the Old Testament and think to yourself, well, I don't worship an, an you know, a idol. I don't, like, make sacrifices to a statue of something, you know? Like, you know, if I'm not doing that, then I'm, I'm definitely not doing idol worship. And Jesus kind of helps us see it from a different perspective so that way we can see that even though we don't have, like, statues and things like that, we can still be doing idol worship and just not really be quite as honed in into knowing that we really are doing it. So if we look at, like, for example, Matthew 6, there's a couple verses in Matthew 6 that really kind of put it into perspective. And the, the first episode, or first um, episode, verse is uh, Matthew six twenty four, and it says, 
No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Um, you know, in, in this case, Jesus is talking more specifically about money, but honestly, you could plug in about anything. Like, Jesus is trying to point out, like, you cannot serve and be devoted to two things and it work out. Like, you're going to, you know, you can't juggle them both. Like, you're going to, you know, hate one and, or love the other just because, you know, they're, when you follow something that isn't God, it's going to change, you know, your, your morals and your thinking to follow that one thing. So if your focus is to get money and to be, to be rich, then, you know, you're going to do things that would contradict what following and worshiping God would lead you to do. Like, for example, if you're focused on being rich and after money and loving money, then you're probably going to do things that could really hurt other people and other people's financial standing just so that way you can get more money. Uh, so, you know, that's not really, you know, if you follow something that isn't God, a lot of times, and in this case money, it can lead to you making decisions that would contradict what God would want you to do because God would want you to not hurt somebody's financial standing just so that way you can have more money. Um, if I'm just being honest here, you know. And then, you know, if we look at like, for example, Matthew 6.21, it says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And that's, you know, whatever we love the most, that's where our heart is. And that's what we're going to focus on. And that's where we're going to put our, our emphasis on. And so to kind of bring that into sports, I think a lot of times we don't necessarily realize it, but, you know, we can become so enthralled, like so just into our sport or into our athlete that it really it leads us to kind of being more focused on that and finding more joy in that and almost finding it more as a treasure than we do in God. And like, I have honestly seen this in my own life because for those that know me know, I am a huge NASCAR fan. That's why I even said something about the Daytona 500 to begin with. I am a huge NASCAR fan and I have been since 2006. So it's been, been a while, been, been a fan for quite a while. Um, Whenever I first became a fan, I was really, really invested. And I, and I kind of want to share a couple stories that kind of show how things have transitioned in my fandom of NASCAR and like how that's, you know, and how my relationship with God has impacted how I as a fan have kind of had to be or at least decided to be. Um, because, you know, whenever I first became a fan of NASCAR, I really wasn't. Like, I went to church every week, and, like, I, I got, you know, I was involved, and, like, I kind of understood, but I wasn't in a relationship with God at that time. So, like, I didn't mind God, but, like, I wasn't, like, really invested, you know. I, Jesus was great, but it wasn't, like, a treasure, you know. It wasn't, like, something I was really, like, oh, my relationship with God is what matters. Like, I was, you know, it was okay. Like, I didn't mind going to church and doing that, you know, the good, what I thought to be the right thing to do, but... You know, it just wasn't like my, my big thing or whatever that I was really invested in. I mean, the thing that I was invested in is NASCAR because I just was a just huge, like I just loved it from the time I started watching it. I just loved watching the racing and I became a huge Dale Jr. fan and I just like that was it for me. Like that, I mean, every single time the races were on, practices were on, qualifying was on, 
even if they were just doing like just like just talking about it during the week, just like you know you have like shows for sports that just kind of commentate. I would just watch that stuff all the time. If it was on, I had to be watching it, and it was to the point that like honestly, my life revolved around NASCAR. Like, not even gonna lie, like if I knew that racing was going on, like I would do whatever I could to 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 watch it. So like for example, if a race was on on Sunday and church was Sunday night. Like, if, if the race wasn't over with by church time, like, I was going to figure out a way to finish watching that race before I went to church. Like, I cannot tell you how many times I would sit inside of my mom's car whenever she would go inside of the, the sanctuary, so that way I could finish watching and, like, listening to the race on the radio. Like, I had to know who won and what happened before I could even do anything else. Like, I just, I couldn't, you know, I had to know. And, like, shoot, there were even times whenever, like, if the race wasn't, you know, if there was a lot of it left, I would just look at mom and just say like, you know, can I go to granny and Paul's house and just like watch the race with them? And she would just drop me off and I'd just go in there and sit and watch the race with granny and Paul until mom got out of church and stuff. Like I just was that like determined like to, to see and to watch the race. Um, and then also, this is actually kind of funny too. Like I was so committed to NASCAR that, you know, if, um, <laughs> during this time of the year and right before the Daytona 500, they have these two like little like heat races that are usually on the Thursday before the 500. And they usually, they're just, they're heat races to determine who, you know, where everybody's going to start. And, um, back in the day, whenever I became a fan of NASCAR, they would usually be like, usually in the early afternoon, like between like one, like 12 and two o'clock, somewhere in that range. It just depended on the year. And so, like, if I knew, like, what time it was, and it was before I got out of school, I would look at mom and be like, hey, can you come get me out of school early, like, at this time, so that way I can watch the race. And the crazy thing is, is that she actually would. <laughs> like, she would come and get me, and, like, I mean, I'd get home, and I'd flip the race on, and I'd be, like, that was what I was doing. I would be honed in, like, that was that was, that was where my treasure was. Like, I loved racing. And, you know, that's where my heart was at. Um, so, you know, before I was really saved, like, that was what my emphasis was. Like, my life revolved around racing. Like, I had all kinds of die casts and, like, I had all kinds of collection stuff. I mean, you just heard how, like, I was willing to sacrifice whatever. Like, I didn't care if I missed school. I didn't care if I missed church. Like, I didn't care if I missed that on social events. Like, I would do whatever it took to watch racing. And then, you know, years later, like, whenever I got older and kind of, you know, grew up a little bit and kind of got, like, more involved in high school and stuff like that, like, my, my, it's not that my desire for racing left me, it was just that some, just a lot of other things kind of, you know, started to happen, but then during that time, I actually got saved, and whenever I got saved, like, everything in my life changed, and my whole perspective changed, and everything, and so, you know, whenever that happened, it's not that I just was like, oh, I became a Christian, so I have to watch, I have to stop, you know, watching NASCAR. But it was more of like, okay, you know, like I'm really just busy in general, so I just didn't really watch a lot of racing, just didn't keep up with it for a period of time. But whenever I like, usually, I think I was maybe a freshman or sophomore in college, I kind of got back into racing, but it was it was different for me. It it just like it wasn't like my fandom was was different um, because you know before I was saved and I was a big fan like in my young you know whenever I, whenever I was younger 
I was like really, like like I said, I was 100% invested. But since, you know, at this point in time, I had become a Christian, like my, my life revolved around Christ and my investment was in Christ. So whenever I watched racing, like I still loved it, but it wasn't the same, if that makes sense. Like I wasn't quite as hooked into it. Like it wasn't so foundational for me that like I couldn't, you know, I couldn't miss, you know, I, I, you know, I couldn't miss it. Like, like I could, like if I knew there was a race going on, but something else was happening, I could miss it and be okay. You know, like it didn't, it wasn't a priority anymore. And I think the reason for that is because it wasn't my treasure anymore. Christ had become my treasure. And since Christ was my treasure, like NASCAR was something that kind of just kind of fit into my life. Whereas before my, you know, my life revolved around NASCAR. Now NASCAR is just kind of fitting into my life. Like it's not going to be revolved around anymore, but it's going to have, it's going to, you know, it's going to fit in there somewhere, but it may, but it's not going to hold nearly as large of a piece as it had in the past. And, you know, even like in the years since, like it isn't to say that I don't want to watch racing. I definitely do, but you know, I'm at a point now where like because of Christ and like because of, of living and understanding more, I get that, you know, that isn't, that isn't the foundational need. Like I don't have to have racing in order to be happy or I don't have to, you know, watch a race in order to, to, to find satisfaction longing. Like I, I look at it now and I'm like, it's a fun little supplement to, to my life, but it's not the, the, the end all be all for me anymore. Um, which that doesn't mean that there aren't still, you know, tough times. Like there, there are still moments whenever I want to watch racing and I, you know, I feel like I have to make a hard choice. Like I'll be really honest and vulnerable and just say that like, for example, a couple about maybe like a year, year and a half ago or so, uh, my girlfriend was getting ready to graduate college and they, her family was going to throw a graduation party for her. And my favorite race car driver, as I'd already said, was Dell Jr. Well, Dell Jr. was going to be, he had retired, but he was doing kind of like one race a year. And it just so happened that the same day that her family had decided to do this graduation party was the same day that Dell Jr. was going to have his one-off race. And I was like, oh, no, because, you know, like I, I, that was like, you know, if there's like one race a year that I want to watch, it's got to be the one that Dale Jr. is in because that's that's my favorite driver. Like you know, it's not like you get to see him race any you know, every day now. It's like once a year. So I'm like, man, I really want to watch that race. And then you know, my girlfriend told me when the party was, and I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And it's like there, I'm not even gonna lie. There was an internal struggle there because like the Adam from 2006 would have been like. You know, I would I would have probably been like, you know, I, you know, I, I love you, but I, I gotta watch this race. So, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna be there. You know, probably won't be there. Like the old me would have probably either not showed up or would have just not been involved in the party and just found a television and just been glued to that the entire time and just completely missed the party. But the 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 Adam of me today, you know, who has been transformed by Christ, looks at it and I'm like, I really want to watch this race. But, you know, it isn't my life. You know, I don't need to see this race in order for me to be happy and be satisfied. And I don't, you know, it's just a race. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, this isn't the most important thing in the world. Like the fact that she has made it to this point and graduated college is a, is a much greater 
and more impactful moment, or at least it should be in my life. And so I'm just thinking to myself, you know, like priority, this, you know, her graduation is more important. So like, even though there was an internal struggle within me, like I knew the answer was going to be like, I'm going to have to miss the race. And I did. It was hard. I'm not even going to lie. It was hard for me, but like, I knew like, you know, this, this is more important. And this is, you know, as much as I want to watch the race, I want to be involved in this party more. And I want to be with her and celebrate her accomplishments and achievements more because that's, what's more important. So, you know, whenever we kind of bring all this back together and we look at, you know, can sports be an idol, you know, it can be because, you know, you think about it, there are people that will spend way more money, you know, in their sport and invest more in their sport than they will in their church. I mean, there are people that will go to football games all the time or basketball games all the time, but won't go to church on Sunday morning. Or they might go like a couple times a year, whereas opposed to they're going to the ra- to the games or to the races or whatever, like every other week, you know? And so whenever we look at can, can sports fans, can being a sport fan and being involved in sports being idle, I mean, the ultimate answer is it can because... You know, when we look at Christ, you know, Jesus is telling us that, you know, God needs to be your priority. Like, God needs to be your treasure. Like, if you if you love me, then I have to be first. Because, and, you know, like, you know, whenever we look at Exodus, what does God say? I'm a jealous God. I want you to be focused on me first, not on all this other stuff. I want I want to be your treasure. I don't want your treasure to be in these other created things, these little, these idols. Because, you know, we're really, whenever we're focusing on something more than God to the point that our life revolves around it and this thing is at the center of our life, then that's whenever we have an idol. Like NASCAR was at the center of my life and it was an idol because my life had to be revolving around and had to be focused on racing. Like everything else just kind of fit in. Or, But God's like, no, 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 that's where I need to be. I need to be in the center and everything else needs to fit in with me because, you know, if you love me and want to follow me, then that's how it has to be because I'm a jealous God. And, you know, how awesome is it to know that we have a God that that loves us and cares about us so much that God is actually jealous for us? Like, how often do we know people in our lives that are actually jealous for our love and affection? Like, we don't, it's not something that, you know, really happens much. Um... So when we look at, you know, can sports be an idol? It can be. And so it isn't to say, though, that you have to quit liking your sport. Like, you have to just give it all up. Like, you look at my story. Like, before I was a a Christian, or before I was really saved, like, my my life revolved around racing. But after I became a Christian, I still was involved and still cared about racing. But instead of it being at the center, it just fit in. God was in the center, and then it, the racing fit in. And to be honest, like since that's been how I've been doing, you know, since that, you know, since that time of it being that way, I've enjoyed it more because I'm able to be a part of things now that I missed out on as a kid. Like I'm more involved with the people and the activities that matter more instead of being so stuck on that sport that I'm missing out on some th- on so many things. So if I'm just being honest, to me, you know, not putting a sport at the, as the foundational core is better 
because, you know, you're able to focus on other things that actually do matter, like, you know, Christ, your family, uh, you know, your church, you know, whatever. Like, that stuff is more meaningful and gives, in my opinion, it gave me more joy than racing ever did because, you know, if, whenever I'd watch races, if the guy that I didn't want, if, I, if the guy that I wanted to win lost, then I was going to be pretty bummed out for probably the, the next, you know, few days to maybe even the whole rest of the week. Whereas opposed to now, if my, you know, if the guy that I want to win doesn't win, I'm like, well, you know, it's okay. Like, no big deal. Like, move on. You know, like, I might, you know, be kind of like bummed out for like maybe 30 minutes. But after that's like, okay, move on. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just racing at the end of the day. Um, so if I'm just being honest, you know, sports can become an idol. Um, but it is to say that we have to get rid of sports. We just need to know how to prioritize things. It's so important as Christians that we, we know how do we prioritize like the things that matter most in life. Um, so that way, you know, we can live our lives in the most fruitful, um, way. Um, so that, that pretty much kind of is where I'm at. And I didn't really want to, and whenever I say this, I'm not talking about athletes. Like I'm not saying, um, that like, for example, you can't play sports or like, I'm not trying to talk about this from an athletic standpoint because the reality is, is that I understand that sports athletes have to put a lot of time into their sport because especially if they do go pro, then that's, you know, more of like a job for them. That's their job. Um, you know, and like, especially like college athletes, like that's part of what they're getting so much scholarship for. Like they're being paid to do this sport. So like, I mean, you think about it, everybody has to put a lot of hours a week into their job. I mean, a lot of jobs you put for at least 40 hours a week in, you know, nine to five, like you, you put a lot of time in and you, you know, that's just how, you know, you have to, you, that's what you have to do in order to, to make money. So I don't want to come at it and say, well, if you play a sport and you, you know, do all this training, then you're, you know, that's an idol because no, because, you know, you could be that you're doing this because, you know, you're trying to make a living out of this. So that's why I don't want to, that's why I didn't want to come at it from that perspective. And I don't want to give anybody the impression that that's what I think, because that's not what I think when it comes to athletes, because, you know, if that's the, if it's the case that they're being paid for this, then, you know, that's like a job for them. So they need to, to spend time to get their craft so that way they're they're good at it and they're able to earn a living that can provide for them the things that they need in life, such, you know, um, and, you know, with their education or whether it be just putting food on the table, like whatever. Um, so that's why I'm focusing, that's why I want my focus to be from the fan perspective because a lot of times fans get a little too invested in their sport and they miss out on what's going on in life around them. And, you know, if you're a Christian, that's, that's kind of an issue because, you know, your relationship with God should be most important. And then also, like, you know, your family should matter something to you. Your friends should matter to you. You know, your church life should matter to you. Like, there's a lot of things that should matter to you more than whether or not uh, Tom Brady can get a seventh Super Bowl, you know. But it's okay, though, to still be involved and to still want to follow a sport and still love your sport. Like, I'm not saying don't abandon your sport. Like, it's okay. Like, I like to watch racing still. But just the, the what it all boils down to is knowing how to prioritize things. So if I'm just being honest, sports can become an idol. But 
if you know how to prioritize them, you can still follow them and them not be. So thank you all for listening. This is the first episode of the I'm Just Being Honest podcast. I'm really excited uh, to go on this journey with you all, and I hope you all have enjoyed this and will continue it with me. And, um, you know, if you ever have any kind of uh, suggestions or feedback or anything like that, or even if you disagree with me, like I'm all for hearing opinions, you know, as long as, of course, they're, um, you know, not like extremely like, you know, saying crazy things or like, you know, really, really rude, you know, like if you disagree, that's fine. Just do it in a way that's, you know, respectful. That's all I ask. Um, but yeah, be more than happy to, uh, listen to feedback if you have it, but if not, just thank you for listening and, uh, tune in next week and we'll get into something else really interesting. So, uh, have a good weekend.